0: 15 deaths because of, uh, influenza, the state of Arkansas is ranked fourth in the nation, uh, for, um, uh, influenza right now. Type A is at about 52% and the other type is about 48% is, is what information that I got here recently. But the, the, the interesting thing I thought of the story that was sent to me, or the facts that was sent to me, is that when you looked at the top 10 states leading in influenza, almost all of them are in the South or the Southwest. Is there a reason for that, Doc? Dr. Terry Yamauchi is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. When I want to talk about flu or, or any kind of, you know, disease, uh, diseases and things of that nature, this is the man I bring on.
1: Well, thanks. I'm sorry I can't answer your question. That's been asked to me many, many times. And you know, you can make all kinds of thought processes and theories, but I don't know of any, anything proven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who knows? Uh, right. You know, it could be nutrition. and It could be... Uh, Living closer together and having more of that type of contact, but I don't know, and I don't, I don't think there's been any any definitive studies that have told us why. Uh, I know in Arkansas we have really a good reporting system, so yeah, maybe that's, that's the key. That's that. Well, that might be, but you know, I, rather than say that yet, uh, I I would hope that we we would be there because we're we do have a good system with the, our health department and reporting. Uh, and you get the information faster than I do, because uh I was still on thirteen deaths, and you got this morning's statistics of fifteen so there
0: were no uh, in the deaths that that were reported that took us to fifteen, there were none that were children.
1: That's right so far, there's only been one or two real children, but uh we've had more. Older people, and it's a type B influenza this year that's causing problems with the older people, mm-hmm. and it's still the risk factors are there. You know, the, uh, other co- other diseases, chronic diseases like diabetes, heart disease, um, immune complex uh, deficiency diseases.
0: Well, when they put me in the hospital when I got MRSA, and I'm sitting there, and they walked in, nurse. First thing she said to me after they got me checked in was. Have you had your flu shot? And I said, Well, I'm set up for one tomorrow. She says, Oh, well we'll take care of it right now. <laughs> and they gave me a flu shot at that moment. So yeah. and I'm glad. I'm I'm happy. I knew that I needed to get it. I just had been busy and hadn't got around to getting it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, again, we've talked about this in previous years. Uh you know, sometimes it's not a good match, sometimes it's not quite as good as we would like it to be but uh usually it will give you some protection or make you less infectious uh less make the symptoms less and uh, certainly make you less likely to transmit the disease and or less likely to have se- severe disease or die yeah. which is the bottom line
0: i like all that i like the not uh, not dying <laughs> thing i kind of go along with that one as being the most important part of this uh this year has been kind of interesting for me, because on my Facebook, I bet I've been hit four or five times with, I'm a nurse, and I can tell you that you can get the flu from the flu shot. Have you been, Have you seen these?
1: Oh, I've seen them all the time.
0: That's the most ridiculous thing
1: up. I've ever seen. Knowledgeable people that think, you know, they should know. And, you know, I said, well, I I don't know how you get it, but that, that's not and they Possible. got all
0: these scientific terms and stuff, which
1: you know I
0: don't know what they're you know if what they're saying is true or not. <laughs> I just know what you say, you know, and well, what you've ooh, told, you're, yeah, what you, you told
1: know, me. No wonder you're,
0: you know. And it, well, it seems like to me that if you're g- being given something that is dead, uh, it's not going to give you something.
1: Now you can get some symptoms like fever from having a foreign protein or getting something. That's your that's body dead. fighting off infection. That's exactly right. But the 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 material that causes the disease doesn't <laughs> replicate. It's not multiplying. So you can't get any more than that little bit that they give you in the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so it just doesn't make good sense to say that I get the flu from this.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, <laughs> I get my flu shot every year. It just so happened I've been I was late this year. Typically I get it in September, yep. as soon as they got it ready to go, I get it, because I know that I've gotten the flu before and have been as sick as a dog.
1: And, you know, you're a healthy person normally. Yeah. You're a big strapping fella. Yeah. You know, and um, this can just wipe you out. Um, so this year has been a little strange, though. So, you know, we've had the flu a little bit earlier. We've had cases— at least seems to be that we're getting a few more numbers than we've had in the past. Having 15 deaths is a few more than we've had previous years at this time. Uh, this and because we're getting more influenza type B, that's a bit unusual too. Early on in the course of the disease, uh, what what this may mean is that as influenza A, which is the more common strain, Mm -hmm. as it becomes more prevalent, we may see more cases of flu. So the flu epidemic or the flu outbreak may certainly not have peaked or we may see increased numbers as we get later into the new year.
0: Yeah, I was going to say we haven't seen any schools closing or anything like that. We have not had those kind of outbreaks. However, seems like it's going to be kind of a nasty flu season this time around.
1: It may be. It may be when it's too early to go. the normal course of flu increases over the course of the flu year. So we haven't come to that peak yet. And we may see a peak as the influenza A becomes more prevalent.
0: And it's prevalent during the, year, the months that it is here is because it drives people indoors where they get around other people and they, they end up catching it from other folks.
1: Yeah, and there's just a couple other things. They you know, they're inside of the heated air and so the, the mucus in their nose dries up and they get cracks up in their nose and that makes it easier theoretically for viruses to attack. So, uh you know, I have been
0: uh, trying to do something this year you've told me every year and and I've tried and I've gotten better at it. I keep my hands away from my mouth, my nose and my eyes. And I think that goes a long way to keep you from getting sick
1: absolutely i
0: then I wash my hands a lot.
1: That's the other thing you should wash your hands a lot, sneeze into your elbow or shoulder mm-hmm. uh, stay away from sick people Some of those things are so you know it just makes sense to me, and yet people. Want to go out and hug people, and you know, I guess humans would like to. It's just humans being human Humans being humans, yeah,
0: right. You know, I, I've been a little bit more uh standoffish this year because I had MRSA and I was on antibiotics for six weeks, and so I'm figuring maybe my my immune system is down some. So I've been staying away from people. Somebody sneezes, I go to the other side of the room. I get away from them. Yeah. Huh? It's that simple. I, I move away from them. I,
1: and it, see, don't take it personal. And it makes sense, too, doesn't it? If yeah, you it think does about to me. It, well, when you think about it, you know, people don't think like that. That's one of the things I do. By the way, uh, you know, I've had lots and lots of requests to, to speak to lunch groups and things like that, and right. I just haven't been able to do all of them. I've done quite a few, but uh, if you've been... Lucky or disappointed, I don't know which <laughs> you one. haven't been around you know, this time? No, just keep uh, keep trying, and I'll I'll try to get to you if I can. I don't, you know. Don't. There's
0: only one of him. That's just <laughs> the way it works. I, I tell people that about myself. There's only one of me, and there's a whole lot more of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think that we're potentially in for some problems yet. Okay. And... Uh, Still time to get your flu shot.
0: You get uh, it now it takes how long for it to to get oh, the full 10 days thing. to 2 weeks before you bad. get
1: full full strength, you know, effect of it. Uh, some people are faster some are slower. Yeah,
0: I told uh, my wife she didn't get one yet and I said you're going to get one Saturday. I'm taking you over to to Walmart, and they can stick you. Yep. Yeah. You know, get it done.
1: And some of the vaccines that, that are out there don't have both th- some of them have all four strains that are around uh, two of A and two of B, influenza A and influenza B. And um, the one that the health department gave out in the mass clinics has had three, and you have to ask. I don't even know if they have any more with the four uh, forms of influenza. So is it,
0: the four, is it the four forms that the, I hate to use this word, elderly people are getting?
1: if they can yes
0: yeah you're supposed yeah. to get the super strength version of the well, flu shot Well, the one shots. that's
1: got the four four strains of influenza 2A and 2B two two of the A strain and two of the B strain okay strains uh, and um of course most people don't know there's even two <laughs> they just right. get their flu shot you
0: know they need to get yeah. a flu shot yeah. absolutely yeah.
1: and the uh, they are very well suited to protect you or to prevent the illness from being real serious. Yeah, real tough. Yeah, and uh, as many people as possible should get it and get it as soon as you can and, uh, you know, do the things you just said, stay away from
0: See, Be part of the solution, not part of the problem.
1: Yeah, that's right. See, that should be the theme.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, herd mentality, more people that get the shot, the better off we'd be. Yeah, I look. I I'm a believer in vaccines. I mean, I remember when when you said, for instance, I'm going to move away from flu. When you said measles, and people would say, "What's measles?" They didn't know what it was. Right now, it's coming back again because people think that getting a you know a vaccination is going to cause autism in their kid. You know, I mean, and it's
1: not true. Or cause you to grow horns, or cause you all kinds of things have come out that people say. You know, and you and I know that those things aren't true. Yeah. But they perpetua- they get perpetuated by, quote, famous people. Yeah, the poster playboy. Us, that tell us. And that, uh,
0: that gives them cred, right? Yeah, I'm saying, you know, got a big rack. Yeah, what you say a, must be true. Yeah. And that's the way it goes.
1: You know, I hate to bring the politics in it, but we got these polit- politicians, great athletes, uh, you know, telling us that the so-and-so is good and so-and-so is bad. How, how, what makes them experts? Nothing. <laughs> and yet, Nothing and that yet, you probably know more than they do. Well, I'm sure I do about, you know, some of the things. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and yet people believe it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: they wanted to, because so-and-so, you know, he plays so such and such a character and you know, we know that he got
0: the Nobel Priest Prize. You know <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, crazy. He
1: got an Academy Award. That makes yeah, him an expert. That on makes him real r- r-
0: smart, man. He's got a twelve inch man in her in his hand. All right, let's take a break. We got more coming your way. It's Dave Ellswick Show, one oh one point one FM, the answer home of the Rush Limbaugh program. All right. When I called Dr. Yamauchi and asked him to come on, I told him there was a story that I wanted to ask him about. And he says, oh, you want me to check with all of my my insiders? And I said, yes, (laughs) evidently over in China and China, as everybody knows, is not the most open society in the world. Things happen over there that are bad. And they don't tell the rest of the world so the rest of the world can prepare for maybe a, a disease or whatever. I mean, SARS kind of got started over in China, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And bird <clears> flu, and uh, they uh, they didn't tell anybody about it, and they, they knew it was there. Well, there's evidently some kind of new form of pneumonia that has raised its little head there in China. And and this is what scared me, uh, Dr. Yamauchi. It is in a part of China that is a hub for transportation, for plane transportation and for rail transportation. I forget how many millions of people went through this area. And uh, the CDC made the statement they're trying to get information from the Chinese who are very hesitant to share any information. And this stuff is going out into the world. They're starting to see it pop up in some different places. Why are the Chinese so hesitant? Do you do you have any input on that? I mean, I understand back in the day they did, you know, communism was the end all, the be all, the end all, and you didn't want anything bad to be reported because you know they take it against the the communists.
1: But that's not the case
0: any longer,
1: right? <clears throat> well, I, you know, I think it's embedded in their culture to be somewhat secretive, and I think that there's a concern that. You know, they, people might other parts of the world might look upon them more backwardly if they have some new diseases that may not necessarily be new diseases, uh, but they just are very reluctant to give out any. I just secrets. look at them, you got a
0: lot of freaking people over there. That's why mm-hmm. something might be
1: popping up. Absolutely. Well, this particular illness, uh, one of the things that makes it bad is is just that they don't report it until. You know it's been there a while, and yeah. so we're seeing more and more people infected, and therefore they're farther down the line as far as the disease process yeah, the one thing that has been up until relatively recently is that it didn't it wasn't appearing to be person to person spread it looked like it was some uh unknown reason whether it was chemicals in the air or whether it was food they were eating or whatever. it didn't mm-hmm. look like it was an infectious agent. Now they think they have isolated a virus, uh, something called in the family of the coronaviruses. Okay. And, uh, they have actually recovered that virus from a small percentage of those people that have come down with the disease. So there's pretty good evidence that this is an infectious agent, but there, nobody's saying that yet. They're suspecting it, uh, uh, that hasn't fulfilled the scientific postulates of giving it to somebody and making them have disease with that agent.
0: And they're saying it's pretty virulent. I mean, it's getting into people, and it's it's killed some people.
1: Right. And we haven't been able to track it well enough, or they haven't been able to track it well enough, at least they're not telling us, to tell us, well, it takes 10 days to get this and then another two days, and sometimes they have a rash and sometimes they get this or that. So you know the natural history of the disease is not well known yet, uh, but that that will be coming. And when it came out, when when we started hearing about it, it sounded so much like an infection that you know people infectious disease people say, "Well, it's got to be a an agent that is infect- and causes infections, probably spread by respiratory secretions or on contact or something just like flu or SARS or some of these other agents." So that is proving to be the point though we haven't recovered it from a whole bunch of people yet that,
0: yeah, well that's the key i mean when do you you got to wait for it to land on your shore almost
1: well almost you know um and that's a whole problem with infectious diseases as a whole but we're getting better now we have more uh rapid tests that we can run so we can actually diagnose it earlier if we are looking for it uh so uh, that should resolve itself in a while. We, it does look like, as you said, virulent. It does look like in some of those people uh, that, that it killed them. Yeah. And but of course we don't have enough information coming from China to tell us about these people. That's you know, right. Were they people with heart disease? Were they people that had, you know, cystic fibrosis or diabetes or, or, yeah, or whatever, whatever or chronic disease factors? Yeah. What are the ages? This and that.
0: Right. So. Dr. Terry is with me for the rest of this hour. Stick around. We'll be talking about a lot of different things. If you have a question, 823-0965 is the number, 823-0965. Uh, feel free to give him a call, and uh, he'll answer as best as he can. we got news coming up now at the bottom of the hour. Give you 60 seconds. Try to catch you up with the world. 101.1 FM, the answer, home of Rush Limbaugh. All right, Dr. Terry Yamauchi is here on the show. He's with us until the top of the hour. You got a question about the flu, uh, infectious diseases. This is the man to talk to, 823-0965, the number here at the Dave Ellswick Show, 823-0965, and you can ask him any questions you want about uh, the flu. He'll be very pleasant to you, but if you call in and say your flu shot gave you the flu, I, I already know what the answer is, all right? I'll just say, no, it did not. Anyway, with with that in mind, what's the difference between influenza A and influenza B? Are they totally different, just totally different uh, 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 viruses?
1: When you say totally different, they're in the family of influenza. Okay. And so there's influenza A, there's B, there's C, et cetera. Okay. So there's some subtle... Biochemical differences that 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 they exhibit, but uh, and some uh, uh, characteristics about the types of people or cells they infect. But for the large part, no, there's no no real
0: difference. No real difference. Nobody. Okay, but when they make the
1: and I say that now, the virologists out there are going to jump on me. And say, oh no, <laughs> there's a know, huge difference. They this and they do this, you know. Right. But for practical purposes, it's an influence. For a layman,
0: well, they're for basically the same. And women, yeah, I'm
1: not, I'm not selective.
0: Okay, lay persons, all right, right. You know, bottom line is it can be e- it can be either or. It doesn't matter. I bet you you wouldn't know the difference if you get A or you get B. You're just going to be sick.
1: Uh, yeah, and that depends on who gets sick too, right? Right. I mean, if you're you know if I have heart disease or you're debilitated you may get sicker and heck with either one of them you know so it's it's hard to differentiate that's why I don't I often don't say well it's influenza A or B or it's para influenza this or that because it does not really make much difference
0: so as far as the shot goes you should shoot to get the one that gives you the four. Is that what
1: you should be shooting if for? If you can, uh, you know, ask for it if they have it. They, I I, I, do, I do see it on those sideboards that are out in front of some pharmacies. And we have, you know, super flu or what they'll call them the quadra or so.
0: Well, you got to have a name for it so that people can identify. Well, I mean, yes, I understand for that flu
1: shots and they will give it to you.
0: As far as as that's concerned. But your best defense, I'm, I'm kind of going over some stuff that I do every year with Dr. Yamaguchi. The best defense can be soap and water.
1: That's right. Just stay clean. Stay away from sick people.
0: <coughs> yeah, that's what I try to do. Just stay away from the people who have it, and then you don't have to worry about well, it. Well,
1: in my classes, I teach, you know, how do you keep getting a disease? Number one, you put the person with the disease somewhere that you're not. Number two, you go away from people that have the infection. Number three, if you're exposed to the person, try as little as possible to be exposed. And then if you do, wash your hands.
0: Man, I'll walk out of a room if I see somebody not covering their mouth when they sneeze. I, I don't know how long that virus stays alive and, you know, or, or how long that, uh, you know, the, those little goblets of water are floating around. How long did they float before they settle? And then when they settle, am I sitting somewhere where they've settled that?
1: Yeah, right. Right. My wife, when we, we get on an airplane, she takes out these little handy wipe things and wipes down the seat. Well, that it's makes sense. In front though. of her and and uh, the seat belt and the hands. And she'll people sitting around her say, you want one of these? A lot of them take
0: Yeah. Well, they're great thing that they've done here in the last few years you know you go right. to kroger you go to walmart you go to grab one of those carts and they've got a uh, you know a, a piece of sanitary towelette or whatever that you can use i wish they had it out there right next to the carts when you grab them so you could grab that put it in your hand before you grab the cart
1: yeah well i wipe my cart down too i wipe my hands then i wipe the cart yeah absolutely yeah. and when i when i leave the store i take one and wipe my steering wheel
0: That makes sense. That makes sense as well. There's a lot of things that you own that are, you know, Petri dishes, like your cell phone. Like, uh, you know, a lot of things that you, you handle, your computer, all those types of things. should be wiping those off. I used to, I don't now because I got in trouble with the engineers, but I used to come in with Lysol and spray my microphones down. And then they told me, don't do that, Dave. It's not good for the electronics. And so I I just don't get up as close to the mic as I well, used you can to. Well, you
1: can take a cloth or a Kleenex or something, or one of those handy wipes and wipe But Yeah, I mean, do that. works you may better than, that. than nothing at all. So uh, that's all right.
0: You know, Zach, I tell you, used to be in the studios, there used to be Clorox wipes Mm-hmm. all the time in here mm-hmm. and i'd come in and wipe the table down before we started the uh the show and then it was here so people could wipe their hands or whatever they wanted to do i well, mean that's important stuff to, i know it sounds like I'm, a, I'm one of those people that are creeped out by germs well i kind of am Yeah, you
1: know, that's i that, don't want to get that, sick to some degree that's good you know i i give a lecture on on common sense you know and I talk to people about the desk, their their desks at home or where they're working. Right. And they've done studies where they cultured the top of a desk. Ooh. And they find as many more germs on the top of a person's work desk than they do at, on the bathroom toilet seat.
0: Yeah. On your on your cell phone, for sure, there's more That's, there. than.
1: A, you think about it. The things you do at your desk and the things you do at the toilet. And you wouldn't think that it'd be possible that you'd have to wipe down your desk. You, you want know? to hear
0: something weird that I do? Whenever I go in and use the restroom, I always put the, now most guys, if you're married, you always put the top down. I'm just saying, you you put the top all the way down, the one that covers the seat, because when you flush that toilet, that's stuff splashing everywhere, man. That's
1: right. That's exactly right.
0: That's, it's disgusting. And what's usually next to your toilet? The sink. And what's around there? You got a little cup, got toothbrush in there. Hey, come on, man.
1: You know, I get to go to these research meetings or these where they present these papers. And at one of them, a guy cultured toothbrushes. And it just so happened exactly like you said, the sink is right next to the toilet. Yeah. And he, he found things on that toothbrush, you know. And I I got up. And it was migrating, wasn't it? I, I got up at that meeting and I said, you know, I said, after I heard that talk, I went home and took a measuring stick and saw, measured how far it was from the toilet to my toothbrush. Right. Because he said 10 feet was where he measured. Right.
0: <laughs> and it makes sense. I'm just telling you. I mean, you don't.
1: And, but you don't think about that. That's right. You don't
0: think about it. And I'll, I'll tell you something other people think. You get the flu. You use your toothbrush, and then you keep your toothbrush after you've gotten rid of the flu, and you're reinfecting yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's. I told you that. Throw it away. Get a new one. Probably one of my most popular talks I give is was caused uh, was the story about where I use little clips out of different movies. Yeah. To illustrate how infect, it's called infectious disease in the movies. Haven't you ever watched War of the Worlds? I'm just saying. uh, And you know how at the end of the movie, uh, the the people are standing on the hillside, the Martians are crashing down. Yeah, yeah. And God's uh, wise, uh, ever-wising.
0: He's the smallest thing in his creation to defeat the aliens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. By
1: by the way, I just read the original H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds, and it's quite a bit different than the movie right but it's good it's good
0: bottom line and even the remake that uh tom, you cruise. Know, tom cruise did that's how they died you yeah. know they died the exact same way yeah
1: i like the original one better oh yeah tom i like the one with
0: uh, gene Barry in it yeah. much better it's yeah. a great movie plus i hear hear brand new science fiction movies all the time now that they still use those sound effects from that movie where the the death ray is shooting? Yeah,
1: it's a heat uh, heat ray in the original book.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it burns everybody. Yeah, up.
1: yeah it's, it's it's quite good.
0: Yeah, we got to take a break. We got to get our final break in. Dr. Teri is here, talk some more about infectious diseases. I want to talk to him about MRSA because evidently this has gotten to be crazy stuff. We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Doc, I got a, uh, an email for you. It says, why do most vaccines last your lifetime for the most part, but the flu vaccine only lasts for the specific flu season that I receive it? Thanks, Andrew.
1: <clears throat> That's a really good question. Um, and if you think about it a little bit, it makes real good sense. One, Number one, the uh, flu virus itself changes just a little bit from year to year. So it may not be exactly the same. So protection from the va- vaccine that was made against that virus uh, may not be as, as effective. Okay. Also the, the vaccine itself, the flu vaccine itself <clears throat> to date hasn't been the strongest vaccine. In other words, the, va- the antibody that's created by the uh, vaccine Uh, it becomes less effective. There's less of it over a period of time. In fact, you start getting small, smaller, just smaller increments of protection as time goes by. That's one of the reasons why we give it rather late before flu is here rather than like uh, five months, six months beforehand because we know it starts dropping off. Okay, so
0: so when's the earliest really you should look at getting a flu shot?
1: Well, like you said, and like we mentioned earlier, uh, we want you to have as much protection on board as when you come become uh, uh, exposed to the virus that's in the community. okay? So theoretically and historically, that's been in October, November, December, but flu really is in you know January, February is when we have our highest seasons usually. So you want it before that, but since we haven't, uh, if you haven't been vaccinated, you don't you don't have as much protection that might help you. So any time now is, is a good time.
0: All right. So bottom line now, you uh, go out, you get your flu shot. If you're so, is our peak season? All right. Uh, ground zero, January,
1: February, kinda, kinda, kinda. But we've obviously maybe we got a little
0: before, a little after. Yeah,
1: we. And depending on the conditions of that person, you know, a person might be more susceptible. Maybe he'll be in, he or she is in an environment where they're exposed to a lot of people. Okay. Uh, Maybe they're exposed to uh, uh, a lot of air conditioning or conditions that dry out their mucosis. Or they're around people that cough a lot, people that are working in smoke-filled environments or nasty fumes of some kind. So there's all kinds of conditions that you can always make an exception for. That's why getting the flu shot sometimes seems like we're always telling you to get the flu shot because it takes a couple weeks to develop and we don't know what your exposure is going to be.
0: All right, so let's go back and and let's talk about infectious diseases. Okay. All right. I had I had an infectious disease doctor uh, here just the last uh, couple of months, and I had what's called MRSA. It's evidently a strep type of. Uh, disease. And they t- the, the doc told me that they try to get people in and out of hospitals now because they're afraid that they're going to get infected with this stuff. Now, it, I got it in my in my bloodstream and it took six weeks of intensive antibiotics to get rid of it. And it's really, really evidently
1: dangerous. Can you talk about it? Absolutely. It's one of our it's in our current time period, it's one of the worst bacterial infections that is relatively common. It used to be seen mostly in hospitals or healthcare settings, but it's become so prevalent that we see it out in public now more often than we see it in hospitals. but it is fairly prevalent in some hospitals and therefore we try to keep people <laughs> out of hospitals where they yeah. might get exposed to it and the uh, you know, when I had my hip surgery several years ago, you know, my wife, I love her dearly. She, she knows, you know, medicine, and she's always watching people. And she jumped on the nurse pretty well that didn't watch her hands when she came in and touched yeah. me or did touch some of the equipment by my bedside. And, and uh, you know, they should be washing their hands before and after uh, but it is common in in the uh, hospital set, healthcare settings this MRSA this, it's a strain of of bacteria that's resistant to the common penicillin like drugs that we used in the past to treat it with. Now it takes one or two other newer antibodies to to get to them and we've we've talked about superbugs before yes, but uh, it is a true super bug and but it's become much much more prevalent
0: well i can tell you this they scared my my wife because when the doc came in and talked to her she took her kind of away from me to talk to her and they they were very uh, concerned about organ shutdown with me
1: right right and that's just one of the final or one of the side effects that a blood infection caused sepsis or Bacteria. You now, what's
0: the, what's the difference between you get infected and blood infection or whatever? Well, it's so in your bloodstream. You okay, get,
1: like it started in your case in your toe, and it spread through the blood to other places, and it can go to places where there's a lot of blood flow: heart,
0: mm-hmm. lungs,
1: uh, kidneys, and if it gets in there, some bacteria produce toxins poisons okay and that poison spreads rapidly through your whole body and can cause those organs that might be infected to shut down quit working
0: yeah it was funny because the doctor wanted to talk to my wife because she kept asking me how i felt and i feel fine i didn't no problem you know and she took my wife said is he bsing us does he feel he says he feels good he feels good i i feel fine during the whole process
1: mm-hmm. that same doctor by the way took care of another one of my friends who also had uh MRSA uh-huh and she had uh uh problem had previously had problems with her heart uh-huh and so there was concern about same thing with you, that she would have yep. uh, organ failure or organ shutdown or, you know, decreased function. And they
0: stuck so, a pick line in me, and for six weeks, they pumped me full of antibiotics.
1: Well, this person couldn't take certain antibiotics, and certain antibiotics have a, a, a don't work well with bad kidneys or make kidneys function. Well, they were
0: checking my kidneys all the time that's, because it was pretty harsh on your kidneys, evidently. That's, that's correct. That's exactly right. Yeah, they, the doc so told your doc me that. So did good. Yeah, she was good. I give her credit, Doctor uh, Seals. She did a really good job. She's over there. She works over in North. She probably works in Little Rock too, but at North Little Rock at Baptist, and she's right there on Spring Hill. Yeah. Is where her are, where her offices I know where are. Is. Yeah, she's a good lady. I I really appreciated her, and and she didn't, you know, I don't like doctors who pull punches. You know, if there's something really bad wrong, you tell me. And and let's make smart decisions. You you guys did that
1: really well because, you you know, you had to be on a pick. We had to have the IV antibody for a relatively long period of time, although I've had patients that were treated for a longer period of time. I had a child back in the days that I treated for one of those infections and uh, actually it got into the bone. Ooh. Yeah, and I had to treat him for
0: uh, a long time
1: several months okay yeah and i was always worried because this this boy grew up to be six seven and you know i was so worried that they'd sue me because he was a good athlete right right. and you know somebody said well you're you know you're lucky he didn't get sued and i said well why is that he could Mine are growing up to be (laughs) 6'10". Oh, yeah, there you go. Well,
0: here's here's what's interesting about all of that, because two weeks is a typical amount of time. And she decided to go six. And she just said that MRSA has a propensity to be able to hide itself someplace. And she did six weeks to make sure we cleaned it all out. And I'm all for that. You know, let's just make sure it never comes back. Kill it all. Carpet bomb that sucker. I'm all for it.
1: Well, you know, if you have foreign bodies in your body, like I've got a hip, artificial hip, metal, that particular bug can stick to it because there's no blood circulation in the metal.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So I do you still have a stent or do you still have some heart? I still have
0: a couple of stents in my heart. So
1: there's a potential that, you know, the bacteria or a, another bacteria can stick there and can't be reached, so you have to, I call it, over-treat. And it may not be an over-treatment. You know? Right. It could be... For
0: me, it wasn't, evidently.
1: Well, we don't know. You know, Got to
0: have you back on here in the near future, Doc. It's always a pleasure I'll, to have you I'll here. Always like to come. All right. Dr. Terry Yamauchi here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He, uh, <laughs> he is one of the country's renowned, you know infectious disease doctors and we're lucky to have him here in arkansas and have him here on the show coming up in the next hour it's uh colonel conrad reynolds uh a uh, interview i did with him monday about iran you're going to hear how close he called it and about what has happened this week when we come back don't forget it's 101.1 fm the answer the home of the rush limbaugh show